customer experience has been part of that discussion, but I don't know that it's been a big enough part of it because it's it's great that we can improve care and the medical outcomes. But what I think that a lot of healthcare companies haven't really considered is it's good that if the doc that the doctor administers medicine, but if they're not making eye contact or if the person waited for 45 minutes for a, a five minute appointment and they still didn't ask all the right questions or um, the person out front treated them like they didn't exist. Yeah. That's going to have an impact on whether the person gets better, you know, in three days or three weeks. I'm Steven Spears, and this is the future, the future, the future of customer engagement and experience podcast. As always, we're presented by thefutureofcommerce.com. Head over there to find daily updates focused on leadership, data, and current news to make informed decisions around COVID-19. We continue our series on leadership during uncertainty. Now, every business has been affected in some way over the last two months, but none more so than healthcare. They're at the front lines of dealing with COVID-19, not only from the perspective of the phenomenal workers administering the care, but from the leaders having to make the decisions on how to run the business to best serve those patients and workers. Decisions that really aren't easy, but can be made more effectively when you have an idea of those patients and workers' feelings and immediate needs. Jennifer Wright joins me to discuss the impact of customer experience in healthcare and how she's adjusting her strategies to be as effective as possible for customers and the business. Now, Jennifer is the Director of Experience Analytics at Magellan Health, which is known for its expertise in complex healthcare challenges. She's leading a massive transformation of the CX program, overhauling the approach to customer analytics, setting new corporate standards and governance, and building relationships across the organization so that they can better utilize this experience data. Jennifer had a wealth of insight that I think you'll be able to translate into your own customer experience discussions. So I I hope you take away as much as I did from our conversation. Jennifer, thanks for taking the time to discuss. You're dealing with healthcare customer experience with everything that's going on today. I can't imagine it's been an uneventful experience for you. It's been an interesting experience. I, I came here from um, the federal government and uh, I, you know, I came in thinking, well, this is going to be similar in some ways to my, my mortgage experience. You know, it's private sector and they were, and we work a lot with the Medicaid population. And mm-hmm. when I was in mortgage, I worked with subprime homeowners um, so very similar populations. And so I kind of was thinking about it from the perspective of people who don't have a lot of trust in their um, in the corporations that work with them. So I was kind of taking that perspective, starting to figure out what are the best ways to empathize with these, these members who I'm very unlikely to have a lot of direct contact with. I'm not going to be able to um, reach them on cell phones. I'm not going <laughs> to be able to, uh, you know, do a whole lot of email campaigns or, or things like that. So how can I really get in their heads and figure out the best way to first rebuild that trust and, um, and, and create, help create services that are, um, going to deliver the right kind of care, um, for, for these, for, for this segment of the population. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were, we had this whole thing of like, basically we nuked our entire customer experience program to start over, oh, which God. was, <laughs> which was one of the reasons I was hired. I was basically hired to help kind of rebuild this program. Mm-hmm. And so we set, had like this two year roadmap and we're about, we're actually just about two years in and everything's been going great. And then, mm-hmm. you know, coronavirus <laughs> hit. So, um, 
we had a, a year's plan, a year plan that we were trying something new in terms of how we were structuring all our data collection. We were actually going to try digital data collection for the first time mm. this year. And so we've had to rework our entire um, schedule for the first time, um, right in the middle of, of, uh, of everything um, as we were getting ready to launch. Mm. Virus hit. So we've essentially had to start over um, for this year. Wow. So is that, so, is that because of the data is just changing? Like every, everything you were gathering is just changed completely or? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. What we were starting to see was that um, providers were starting to focus on emergent care only. So um, we work also, we work with Medicaid populations and um, behavioral health. Mm-hmm. And so for the people that they were seeing, they were focusing only on emergent care first. So the non-urgent cases, they were pushing those out. If they were rescheduling, they were rescheduling them for months in advance. So um, we couldn't collect um, information about, well, what's your next available available appointment for this non-urgent care? Because it was uh, going to be months in advance. And knows? we couldn't, yeah, we, we couldn't <laughs> compare that to previous years. So that data was going to be useless. We couldn't collect information about how satisfied were you with your last appointment because chances are they haven't had an appointment in months, mm-hmm. um, uh, if at all. And that they probably aren't feeling really satisfied with that experience. So um, not to mention the fact that the overall um, environment around just everything is a sense of anxiety, which we're seeing which we're likely to see impacting just about every assessment we collect Mm. um so we made the decision to uh, postpone a number of our data collection efforts um and additionally because one of our populations is actually healthcare providers we we wanted to um take some of the burden off of them because we don't want them focusing on paperwork for a health insurance company. We want them to be focusing their time, their effort, uh, their emotional energy on administering care. Mm -hmm. So we actually took um, our entire kind of portfolio of surveys for providers and and shifted those down two months. Right now they're scheduled for the June timeframe, which we're hoping will be um, a little bit more close to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, Member surveys are going to be uh, we think in May, um, again, everything is shifting pretty much on a daily basis. Um, when this first hit, uh, I was basically making changes day to day and, uh, we didn't really know what was going to happen the next day because we were getting new data, um, from, uh, our kind of medical outcomes folks every single day. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really know what the decisions were going to be. Mm-hmm. Our marketing folks are making uh, we're putting together new deliverables that were going out on our website and that were being sent um, via paper to members so that they could have information about how to take care of themselves, best ways for stress relief, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were there's a lot of activity going on, but um, our position from a customer experience standpoint was uh, the most important thing was ensuring that our members and providers were um, focusing more on getting care and um, taking care of themselves rather than us kind of measuring it. Yeah. Um, so our, our goal is going to be to, to get those measurements uh, a little bit down the road with mm-hmm. an understanding that the data is going to be a little funky. <laughs> um, but we kind of figured even if we got the data now, we weren't going to get probably a really accurate picture anyway. Yeah. A lot of other industries or, or spaces, there's definitely going to be a slow transition. I feel like the spectrum you're about to uh, – shift across is is wild yeah i'm 
I think what I'm hearing is that we're anticipating this being uh, an effect that will, it's going to take months for us to stabilize. I wouldn't be surprised that we'll see, we won't see a return to quote unquote normal until Mm -hmm. sometime next year. And so what's normal for you? Like, are you talking about like normal surgeries, normal appointments, stuff like that? I think it's going to take a while. I mean, if you think of all the appointments that have like, like healthcare appointments that are being canceled, delayed, um, all of that. And then the healthcare workers themselves who have been affected. Um, it's going to take a while to just kind of um, resolve the backlog. Mm-hmm. And then um, people who have been uh, maybe putting care off who had been trying to get in on top of that, like just getting, getting back to, to that normal is going to take a, a quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, and then there's, in, in our space, one of our kind of major areas of, uh, um, of service in behavioral health, mm-hmm. um, likely there will be some impact of this event that is creating a whole new wave of, a whole new um, element of need that wasn't there before. So um, I do see that being an additional, um, an additional issue we're going to have to deal with. Uh, That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, that, that it just, it's the focus has been, you know, keeping people alive, keeping people healthy. And then now it's going to shift to, are you mentally healthy now? Or, you know, things of that nature. That's wild. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. You think of um, pretty much, I mean, a lot of the advertising that's been uh, addressing Mm COVID-19, you hear the word, stay safe, the word stay safe, Mm -hmm. Um, just to get that into the the collective psyche that we're focusing on staying safe that that's just an anxiety provoking concept like mm-hmm. that we're focusing on being safe and and um for that to to change our mindset um mm-hmm. so strongly i think is going to that's going to have an, an effect and i think that there's going to be some repercussions of that as far as healthcare is concerned um customer experience has been part of that discussion but i don't mm-hmm. know that it's been a big enough part of it because it's it's great that we can improve care and the medical outcomes. But what I think that a lot of healthcare companies haven't really considered is that it's it's good that if the doc that the doctor administers medicine, but if they're not making eye contact or if the person waited for 45 minutes for a, a five minute appointment and they still didn't ask all the right questions or um, the person out front treated them like they didn't exist. Yeah. That's going to have an impact on whether the person gets better, you know, in three days or three weeks. And I think there's some realization of that starting to go, go through the healthcare system, but I don't know that it's fully kind of been entrenched into the thinking of healthcare, that outcomes and experience are, are related. And I think once we get to that point where we understand that outcomes aren't just a function of the medication that you're administering. <laughs> um, that there's more to it than that. We'll start to see a, a lot better kind of overall um, uh, administration of healthcare. Wow, man, that was that was spot on, Jennifer. I, you got my brain turned to where I'm like, I could sit down for another hour and talk about all these, like same thing, like my first thought was like a gym. Like, yes, the machines will get you stronger or healthier, but if the environment, if the person at the front desk, it takes 20 minutes to check in, how likely in the long run are you to be health, uh, you know, fitter. So Mm -hmm. there's so many corollaries, I think to that. The gym example is a great one as well. It's just, uh, it's been interesting working in healthcare that they, (laughs) there's, it's a group of people who clearly are passionate about what they do. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not like a a lot of industries that I've experienced where they are focused on just the bottom line and the dollars. Mm -hmm. They really want people to get better and they care so much about patients. Um, but there's a, 
there's in a lot of ways a, a, a misunderstanding about the distinction between kind of the the, the numbers on the page about the, the medical outcome, you know, mm-hmm. um, like blood pressure and 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 fatalities and all of that. Yeah, the science. That's behind, not the yeah. only thing that matters. Yeah. <laughs> that, that we, we can't actually influence those numbers by making sure that um, things like you know waiting room. The waiting room is a little bit more pleasant and. The doctor makes eye contact. Uh, <laughs> and that, that Stuff like that is a huge isn't fact. on every time you come into the waiting room that you'd prefer prices right, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um hospitals have started really um getting on board with this where you, you hear about things like where they they paint the halls different colors mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um you know they create waiting rooms that are much more positive and they have um they do this in children's hospitals all the time where they have like mm. you know kids getting visited um and have um, much more engaging activities for them to do during the day those kinds of things make a huge difference in children's outcomes but for whatever reason it hasn't really it hasn't really gone much beyond that across all all elements of care and uh, working in on an, an insurer um i definitely think that there's there's parts of that process that i think could be improved from an experience perspective that could impact that impact care. I mean, nobody wants to spend three hours on the phone trying to figure out what an explanation of benefits means. Um, oh no, that's my favorite part of every year. It's like <laughs> Christmas, you know. We we plan for it. And yeah, get it together. exactly. You know, and and uh, and and you know, bless their hearts. They yeah. the healthcare people know what every term on that page means. But I've worked in care for for a couple of years now. I have no idea what most of it means. Yeah, no. No. And I still look at those forms and go, oh my goodness. Yeah. What are what are we doing? <laughs> That's Jennifer Wright, Director of Experience Analytics at Magellan Health. As always, head to thefutureofcommerce.com to find our section of information entirely dedicated to leadership, data, and current news, as well as a specific section focused around COVID-19. And be sure to subscribe as well to receive new episodes as they're released and leave us a review if you feel so compelled to do so. I'm Steven Spears, and this is the Future of Customer Engagement and Experience Podcast. Thanks for listening.